This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Black belly up. This is the game. Yeah. It's a uh, cat and mouse. Smoked a turkey. <laughs> He is down. He is freaking down. Said he shot an absolute giant. Full obsession, baby. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another Fall Obsession podcast. I'll be your host today, Nick Powell, Media Production Manager with Fall Obsession. Today, we're joined by a couple of guests. Uh, one of them is actually a regular on the podcast, uh, our CEO, Sam Thrash. Sam, what's up? What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the podcast again. Uh, well, thank you. And our other guest has been on the podcast uh, a couple times, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that is Andy Meeks, pro staffer Andy Meeks, that is. What's up, Andy? How's it going, gentlemen? Oh, it's awesome. Glad to have you on. Oh, gr- glad to be on. And before we get started, you guys know the drill. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at Elite Archery. Uh, we could not be more happy with our partnership over there. Uh, the guys over at Elite have taken really good care of us, and uh, not only have they taken good care of us, but their uh, bows have taken really good care of us. <laughs> Sam, yes. I know you're taking you're uh, shooting the cure this year, uh, and I know yep. you uh, have loved it so far. I haven't heard a bad thing about it. Man, that that cure's been where it's at. I've been very happy with that bow. Um, it's been very tunable, very shootable for me. Um, just a very comfortable and easy bow to shoot, and I'm pumped. Um, like kind of like we talked in the pregame before this episode, um, I'm standing out here actually looking down the hill at my deer stand. That as soon as we hang up this phone, I'm going to go sit in. So heck yeah, <laughs> it's uh, going to be my first. I'm a little late to the late to the party, but it's going to be my first hunt of the hunt of the season with that bow and hoping that we can put a deer on the ground. I'm pretty excited. So yeah, man, yeah. better late than never, though. Heck yeah, <laughs> good time, good time start. Heck yeah. It just cooled off here in Texas, uh, and so it's it really is the perfect time to start. Because okay. I've been I've been hunting since October third or whenever the 
archery season opened and it's been hot in texas until like last week it, it got cool and so oh, yeah. it's the perfect time to start um but anyways guys if you haven't yet go try and and go get out there and shoot an, shoot an elite bow take the elite shootability challenge and i promise you you will not be disappointed uh we had a, a podcast with our uh buddy larry mccoy over with elite and he told us that all they want to do is be in the conversation so uh be sure to go uh to your local local uh bow shop and and shoot an elite see what you think i guarantee you will not be disappointed guys on that note too it's uh there's a lot of conversations to be had about Elite right now because they just launched their new 2021 lineup. The Kind of the two bows that are targeted for hunters in that lineup are the Encore and the Remedy. And I went and shot both of those bows earlier this week for the first time. And Encore, really nice bow, very comfortable. But, man, that Remedy, I have to say, that's probably my favorite. I'm, I'm a fan of that bow. It's it's a straight shooter. And, and uh, if I had to pick a... A bow to come after my cure to be the remedy so yeah that's go. awesome not a not a lot of manufacturers have their 2021 bows out yet so this is a great time to kind of get ahead of the curve and see what elite's got for next year so. absolutely and if you haven't yet uh sam did a, a very well done review on both of those bows so go check that out on our social media and, and youtube pages for as sure. well um so for those of you who don't know andy went on his first pronghorn hunt this year yeah, and uh, we just had to get you on a podcast, Andy, to talk about this pronghorn hunt because I've been stoked to hear about it. Oh, oh thanks for having me. Um, no, it, it was uh, it was a great trip. Um, I, I recommended anybody to do it. It's, uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time, but um, I think the the it's well worth it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was just curious, like, what uh, was it that even got you interested in wanting to go pronghorn hunting? Uh, well, um, you know, uh, market manager uh, Drew Tordick, uh, he's been out to Montana a bunch of times, and he shot some really nice bucks, and after watching Sam two years ago and Sam last year kind of go out there, and he inspired me, it really did. And I'm like, ah, well, I would like to go do this. And you mean my, you mean my struggle last year? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. But it's it, that struggle's real. I mean, that's, absolutely. That's so that's I mean, I mean, that it looked fun. But um, no, um, I had opportunity. Um, actually, the guy that helped me shoot my first turkey this year in April, um, he's also a big antelope hunter, and uh, he's actually my brother about John. And um, so he offered to take me out to Montana and you know do my first antelope hunt i said well that'd be great i you know i don't have didn't think much of it you know, just kind of this is a new thing for me and a new adventure so he was very happy to take me along so that's awesome and i know didn't you do the archery only draw is that right yep i did the archery only yep thinking back on it sam that's probably what me and you should have done this year i was just about to say that was our <laughs> biggest mistake yes. we would have been we would have been right up there shortly after you were andy if if we'd uh, been a little smarter with our picks this year. Yeah. So, you know, it's nice to have that option, though, with rifle. I mean, just in case, like, I mean, like last year. I mean, that's a long ways for you guys to go, so. Absolutely. And that was the whole reason behind us going, you know, general season was so just in case we, we had a backup plan. Right. But, yeah. 
Completely. Yeah, but then when when you don't get drawn, that just in case oh. I need to, I really would have just liked to have gone anyway. So. Yeah, you have you have all kinds of plans, and then you don't get drawn, and then you're like, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. It's like letting the balloon or air out the balloon. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I, I know that feeling all too well. So yeah. So I'm curious to hear, Andy, what what kind of expectations did you have going into this pronghorn hunt? Because I know you you have a couple of friends, a couple of buddies that. Uh, have done it and have been successful at it. Um, what was it that you you were thinking or expecting to to get out of this hunt? Well, well, the way um, the way they both those uh, the buddies like obviously Drew and John have talked. You know, I said it's it's a lot of work. I mean, it's hard work. Um, you got to take the time to do it, and um, so that, I mean that inspired me. I always like kind of like a challenge of hunting. I always appreciate the the chase, the hunt. Um, so that that was that. Um, my expectations were very. I didn't have much because I this was new to me, and I didn't want to put. Yeah, I'm coming home with anything, you know. I I didn't want to think like that. Um, but um, they just kind of you know inspired me to do it, and so yeah. I, my, my my expectations were very minimal. I should say. I did, so. <laughs> you keep your expectations low. You won't get let down if it's unsuccessful. See, is that- you know is that, is that what I'm hearing here? Kind of, yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you go out there to try to shoot something, yes, but you don't know. You just you don't know the area. You're not familiar with it, so you're not. I just don't like to hype myself up like that and just have a major letdown and just yeah. So yeah, yeah, that that makes total sense. I couldn't agree yeah. more. Just kind of go even keel and whatever happens to happen. So yeah. So luckily for you, you weren't going in blind. Uh, you had some friends and some some close uh, some family who had done it before. So, um, how did you prepare specifically? And then, more importantly, what's some uh, some good advice you could give to the listeners on how they can prepare if they decide to that they want to go up there and give it a try? Um, I prepare for anything. I prepare, prepare for eighty degrees, ninety degrees, and I prepare for you know thirty, forty. It's uh, you never. You never know. We got lucky. Well, I shouldn't say lucky. I mean, on Monday when I got mine, it was a high of 84. Oh, nice. And that was warm. That was warm to me. I mean, it's, you know. That I'm, is warm. <laughs> I, yeah. And then the next couple of days were in the 90s. And to be sitting in the, you know, sitting out there and it's just 90 degrees. That's that's warm for me. I'm, you know, from Minnesota. And, but, yeah. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, uh, they, I talked to John. He said, yeah, I've been out here when it was snowing. So. So wow. it, you, you just, you, you kind of, kind of look at the weather and kind of prepare for anything that can happen. So gotcha. I know Sam, I'll, Sam, when you went up there, you had quite a bit of different uh, weather changes, I guess you could say. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll, I'll second pretty much everything he just said, just cause it's, uh, you never know what, what it's going to be. And I was definitely dealt some odd cards the first year that I went. Drew will tell you about that, but it's, uh, went down there and thankfully i packed warm but the first day i wasn't expecting to be hunting in the snow and sure (laughs) enough i was so and the day that i actually killed my pronghorn it was you know 60 degrees and sunny so it was a beautiful day yeah but i mean that was three days later so it changes so quickly so yeah andy's right you just gotta you gotta be prepared for for both extremes and be comfortable in between so Mm -hmm. awesome angie did you do much uh much practicing with your bow i'm sure you did because it was in the I, video i did i did uh, i did do a lot of practicing um uh, john you know said hey these are different this is not shooting a deer and stuff like that they're going to come in different 
he's done this for you know quite a few years, and so he's kind of giving me pointers on how you know how they're going to react and stuff like that. And it, it, he was he was right on. And I you know when when the time came, it was I was shaking like a leaf on a tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe um, it. But yeah, I did I did take the time to shoot out a you know shoot you know six weeks in advance. I mean, I was out at the farm you know two or three days a week shooting and just nice. practicing. And he got me a he got me a um, a, a cutout a paper cutout of uh, pronghorn so I knew where to hit him so gotcha it's important too Prong, yeah, exactly. pronghorn yeah. anatomy yeah well he he told me that uh, the anatomy of the or the you know kill kind of the heart's a little bit more f- farther forward and kind of tucked more up in the behind the shoulder blade so he said okay yeah he just made sure I was aiming for the right spot so. It wasn't a deer I was shooting at. He kept out the same. So <laughs> that's awesome, Nick. You mentioned just a second ago about uh, Andy's video. You kind of said it in passing, but I wanted to let our followers and listeners know that um, this hunt that we're kind of recapping here with Andy is in video format on our YouTube channel and Facebook page. So you guys can actually go watch this hunt that we're talking about after you finish listening to this podcast. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the the video turned out awesome. I got I got a lot of huge uh, congrats on that one. I have to, have to give it back to you guys. So good. Well, no, that, that was that's uh, that's all Nick Powell right there. No, no that's, that's all that's all Andy. Andy. I couldn't I could not do anything without the video. <laughs> so getting the video by yourself alone is is plenty enough. No, no, I, I'm sure it was. No, I, I I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> but I appreciate it, anyways. No, no, yes. All right, so. Let's get the story of, of like, how many days were you hunting? Uh, what kind of hunting did you do? I know the vid- in the video you were uh, in a ground blind. Was, yep. that, was that all you did, basically, or did you do any kind of spot and stalking or anything like that? Um, no, not, uh, we did not do any spot and stalk. Um, we we kind of we hunted out of the ground blind most of the time. Gotcha. Uh, by, by a water hole kind of thing. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, the, the story goes down is... Um, I was scheduled to be out there for seven, eight days, and um, you know, we got out there on a Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and we start we started scouting right away. Um, we kind of went to get camp, get camp set up in the afternoon. Sunday we woke up bright and early. I was ripping and ready to go, and uh, we you know we drove uh, a couple hundred miles on Sunday. I mean, just looking for them, and um, you know they're they're out there, but they're not out there. They're kind of you know. They were, he was saying that a long time ago, this was, you know, you know, there's quite a few of them out here and stuff like that. So, um, so it was, it was few and far between, but, um, we found one that I liked It had big cutters on it and it was, mass was good. And I put it to bed on Sunday night and, you know, just made sure everything was going to be okay. And, uh, got to camp, got ready for the morning, got Got in the field this morning, and I set up completely wrong. It was pitch black out. Couldn't uh, uh, couldn't tell where I was, kind of thing. And <laughs> so I, I, I kind of I had a I had Onyx out there, but my phone wasn't working properly, so I was kind of in and out of Onyx. And it, it, that's one thing I recommend throughout that country: get Onyx. I mean, that's yeah, hundred percent. Gotcha. And um, I set the blind up. I set the blind up, kind of. Be, so they were behind me and I couldn't see them and I'm like oh shoot and I try to work you know, he just didn't have it and um, 
later that morning, he kind of took his whole herd over the hill down to kind of a gully area. And um, I had this chance to move up, pull, you know, pull, pull everything up and kind of move closer so he got in my path. And he didn't come in the path, you know, he kind of, you know, wandered off over another hill. So I'm like, oh, just, I'm all bummed. And all of a sudden I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I look up with the binoculars and there's one coming straight at me. I kind of put my eyes down and went, no, no, this is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I looked up again and he's coming, I mean, right at me. Not not steady. I mean, it was steady, like a steady walk. And he stops about 100, 110 yards out. I ranged him. And he started to eat and graze. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, we'll see how this goes. And <laughs> Sure as uh, you know, then he looks up and he looks at me and the decoy and just comes directly for me. And as you saw, I turned on as he was probably when I turned the cameras on, he was probably seventy-five yards out, sixty yards out. Okay, I, I somewhere right there. And I was shaking so bad um, when I picked up my my brother was in my blind with me. My brother came out with me too to do the filming and uh, just to have a good time. And um, he got on the blind when we moved to go to town because he had to get gas and had to go uh, to the restroom. And um, so then I just sat there for a while by myself, and that's when that buck came in. And he wasn't even there to do it. And so, yeah, <laughs> he was all mad at himself. And yeah, but, no, so that thing came around. Yeah, on the video, like you uh, came around, and I didn't came around to to my left a little bit and i didn't i just i got so nervous i i thought he was a lot closer than he was and i shot over his back i just completely shot over his back and gotcha um, and then he ran off and for some reason he came back around again and um, <laughs> I, I, it was amazing to me too trust me i'm like what the heck is going on here <laughs> that's so awesome and um yeah, he came around, and obviously my uh, my shot was poor. Uh, he started. He he knew that something was up because my when the wind was blowing, my blind was just flapping. I mean, it was blowing twenty twenty five, just howling out there. Mm. When the, I didn't have a really strong blind, and it was uh, the back window was flapping really really aggressively. <laughs> and oh, it was it was it was terrible. I mean, you can probably hear it in the video too. And he was paying attention on me, and that's that's. And he just knew something was up. And when I released it, he started to go. And uh, I was so mad at myself for taking that shot, but I it, got him. Yeah, it, it worked out in the end. It worked out in the end. Um, so if anybody wants to know, I, I shot him in the back hind corners. I, you know, it was probably, you know, a back artery. Um, when I stuck him, he didn't really do much. He didn't run. He just put his right leg up, back leg up, and walked 69 yards, laid down. And I wait for an hour for him to to see. So, gotcha. So, you said that you you moved up because you saw a, a a buck leading a herd. They went over yep. a hill, and so you said you moved. Did you did you just grab your whole blind in the decoy and then move? How did you move far? Or yep, I I moved probably 150 yards. So um, you were kind of spot and stalking in a way with your whole blind setup and everything. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so when he when he took when he took the whole herd down the gully or the wash or whatever, and um, I thought he was out of sight, and I couldn't see him, you know. But you know they could see for miles. Sure. And so I, like I said, me and my brother picked up everything, and we just kind of put the blind between 
us and the deer, uh, you know, the antelope and just started moving forward. Okay. Okay. And, and he, he had, he was chasing does and he kind of chased their two popped out the right side. And I think they busted us and they ran back down while I, while I was setting up the decoy. And, um, then I got, you know, so I got back in the blind. He goes, I got to go. So there was actually another kind of a little draw or wash back behind us that he could get, you know, three feet below horizon, I guess, or mm-hmm. view. So he took that way out, and I just, I thought they might have saw him too because when he was almost in the truck, they took off over the hill, and it was just, I'm like, oh. But I do have to say, the buck I shot was not the buck I was hunting. Okay, that was going to be my next question was the, the buck that took the, the herd over, was that the same buck that came back in? No, it was not. Gotcha. And I should have known better when he came in and I was looking at his cutters, and they were shorter cutters because uh, the 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 antelope I was um, after he had some beautiful cutters. I mean, they kind of they came out nice and they kind of curved curved in, and oh, it was it was a beautiful buck. <laughs> gotcha. And uh, and I, uh, I I I and I should have known better, but it was such a thrill, and I he was coming at me, I. I had to take it. I mean, he was—he's he, a gorgeous buck. I, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I was gonna say that's a freaking awesome buck for a first first it, buck. Oh yeah, first buck. I can't complain. He's a beautiful buck. He has ivory little ivory tips on the back end too. So nice. That was uh, that, that was nice to see. And so no, he's uh, he's actually very good eating too. By the way, <laughs> I bet. And uh, so yeah, it was um, that buck finally came back. So I let him lay for about an hour, hour and fifteen. And I was probably, I was texting you and. And um, then the buck actually showed back up with two of their of his does back to the kind of the watering hole area, and um, he just stared at me and stared at the blind. He never came close to the decoy <laughs> still out there. And uh, so, I mean, I'm sure the white belly, you know, seventy yards from me didn't help either. But did he? Yeah. Uh, did he ever come come close enough for a shot, or did he ever? No, he. He kept his distance. I would yeah. say he's probably, he was probably 100, 150 yards out. Gotcha. That's, yeah, so. They do say they don't get that big from, from being stupid. No, and, I, and I've and i learned my lesson on that one because um, they um, the guys I went out with, they they found uh, one nice one, and they found and they hunted them pretty hard, and they outsmarted both of them. So. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, man, I hope, I hope one year – We'll get to draw and we'll get we'll all get to go together. Yes, I think that'd be an awesome idea. I that'd think be that'd fun. be a fantastic idea. Drew out there too. Let's see if he can oh, yeah. do one with the bow. Yeah. Man, I was gonna say too, backing up just a touch, but you're you're talking about, you know, not killing the buck that you were hunting. Man, when you're out there and you're bow hunting, you can't be picky. No, no not at all. I'm glad, I'm glad you weren't because it's the second that you're picky is the second you come home empty-handed. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not that not that I was picky last year. It was just a hard hunt. But I know the year before that when I actually did kill one, my very first stalk, I had a buck. He was under 30 yards, and I had a shot. And I didn't take it because I didn't really know what I was looking at. I didn't know if this buck was big or small or what it was considered and after the fact drew was with me he pretty much told me he's like yeah you, you probably should have shot that buck <laughs> like, well too late now and it worked out because the buck i killed was a lot nicer than that one that first day but yep. man if if that hadn't worked out I, I very very much could have been shooting myself in the foot 
on that one. And so at least I had that experience to kind of go off of with 2019, knowing that, hey, you can't be picky. So I'm glad I'm glad you weren't picky. <laughs> no, I don't. And it, it, it was such a rush. I mean, I was all about it. I mean, he came in so perfect. And I just, uh, like I said, the first shot was just completely on nerves. I mean, I did this was this was my first time doing it, and I didn't had nobody next to me to either tell me what to do or, you know, what, what to say. You know, what is this a nice one or not? Like you said, I had no idea what it was a nice one or not. You know, obviously I knew, you know, the one I was looking for had been cutters. This one didn't, but yeah. So we've uh, since we posted that video of yours, we've had a couple of questions on our social media. I think on our YouTube. Folks asking what kind of decoys those were that y'all used. They looked almost three dimensional. That's a good so question. I don't know if I don't know if you have any idea, but I figure I'd throw that out there too because we got some people, some followers wondering. Yeah, I guess I don't. I didn't really pay attention too much of it. I, um, it's uh, he's he's John's come up with this idea, and it seems to work for him. I just yeah, I it's it's kind of unique in a way. And so yeah, man, that I. I saw you guys doing that and putting the decoys out in front of that blind and man, that, that thing, that, that honestly is probably why you killed that buck. Cause that right there creates a sense of assurance like any decoy should that that animal can come in. But with pronghorn, man, that's really, that's really important because oh, they got, God. they have a thousand different directions they could go and they have to decide to come to you, you know? So exactly. And, and that, uh, you know, the buck I was hunting, I sat in the same field for him, you know, 200 yards, um, you know, and he decided to take his herd over. I mean, he, he saw me. And he obviously saw it. And he did. He chose not to come over to it. So, yeah, I, I mean, they have, you know, better places to go. And for that to happen is, is quite incredible. I agree with you on that one. So, yeah. They're very, aren't they very curious animals, too? So, like, if they see a decoy and they're like, hey, that decoy is, or that, that, other animal is not in my herd. I'm going to go check it out. That yeah. kind of brings them in as well, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. It's not just decoys too. Like if, if you don't clearly identify yourself as a concern or a threat, if you're just a blob in the distance that they, they, they do get curious and they will come in to an extent to check you out. They'll get to a point where they don't want anything to do, do with you anymore. But, um, you know, it might, they might come close enough to give you a shot. I had a buck, my first year, I spotted him at over 200, and it was flat out open. I just topped the hill, and he was standing on the flat on top of that hill. And I immediately crouched down as soon as I saw him, and he came from 200-plus all the way down to, like, 78 yards before Jeez. he finally decided he had enough of me. So <laughs> at the time, at the time, I was shooting a different rig um, for my bow, that is. So I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable flinging a 80-yard arrow. So... I uh, I didn't take the shot. I thought about it, but um, that was actually the last encounter I had before I actually killed one. So again, <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> yes, they are very curious. No, I, I talked I talked to a rancher, or a farmer uh, out there, and they said that back in the day they used to just tie uh, like a white ribbon around the fence post, and apparently they, like you said, they were curious and they would come up to that closely to check it out to see That's what crazy. it was. I've seen well, that, that uh, just on random TV shows that I watch, hunting shows that I watch, uh, where they'll just hold up a white, like a piece of white something, a white shirt or a white, you know, white piece of ribbon or something. And this one was for caribou because I, I, 
assuming caribou are the, are similar in their curiosity, and so uh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, it's fun to find out, wasn't it? But yeah, they they did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, let's go find out. <laughs> uh, but they did the same thing. They just held up this white piece of cloth or something, and this caribou, sure enough, just comes running at them, like wondering what it is. And so it, it's got to be the same concept, you know. Oh, I, I agree. Caribou's at the top of my bucket list, so yeah. if I ever get yeah, to no. go, I'll drag y'all along. It's yeah. one or two up there for me, too. Yeah, I agree. Sam, I figured that would that would uh, get you a little excited. <laughs> oh, man, now I'm all pumped up. I'm going like, to so small. Uh, That's awesome. So, Andy, you going back next year? I have to. I have to. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's such a it's such a cool and neat experience to do it. Um, I've never I've never hunted it like I never hunted that kind of animal like that before. Um, besides deer down Texas with you guys, and uh, but no, it's uh, it's it's a ride. Even spawn stock too. I mean that would be fun. I want they the muleys out there, the whitetail out there too, is um, incredible. I mean it's absolutely amazing. Uh, I, it surprised me on how much game is out there that you can go after and be successful i think so yeah no i i I would agree with you man it's it's a target rich environment out there it's a hunting like at least down here and i'm sure to extent in your neck of the woods we don't get to do very often and that that right there makes it an experience worth having in my opinion success or not um so yeah i'm i'm definitely hoping that next year the three of us and then drew as well we can all have tags in our pocket heading back up there maybe even oh. some more guys to come along who knows so. it, it would it would be the ball to go with you guys yes i mean i know drew has um places out where he he's at kind of there and we kind of need to see that part of the country too so yeah andy but, are you hunting public land or private um we were hunting a lot of private um i actually shot i did i actually did shoot mine off a of blm gotcha uh, oh nice so um it but it was it was tight to private um I had, I probably had a hundred yards of the private line that we did not have permission on, and the thing died at seventy yards. So, well, that's nice. convenient. Yeah, very. Yeah, so I mean, I, I kind of the, that whole, like I said with the Onyx thing, you got to have it. I mean, it's just it, you, you can't take the risk out there. I mean, just pissing people off, or sorry, excuse me, uh, making people mad and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, um, no, but. Yeah, because I, I, you brought it up, and you got you, I knew kind of where they had on on X, and I, I had to be between them and there, and yeah, so and they, gotcha. actually, yeah, so and the other one just came out of nowhere, so I don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of your story is probably you saying that you looked up and he's coming at you, and you're like, nah, that ain't that ain't right, <laughs> that ain't right, <laughs> yeah. that ain't right. No, it's a mirage. <laughs> and they do have mirages out there. I mean, it's it, you know, it's kind of a you know desert area. Kind of well, you, got, you got the high buttes and stuff like that, the mountains in the background, stuff like that. But yeah, it's, you know, it's sage and uh, cactus. I kneel on the cactus. I put my hand in the cactus. Oh, oh yeah. dude! <laughs> Thank you. Last year, I had I, I was it was two weeks after I got back to Texas. I was still picking cactus out of my knees. It was <laughs> awful. They're everywhere out there. My uh, my my brother was the camp the camp cook. And he sat, I had a little fierce steak kit. He sat, I put my hand out, and he sat there at the dinner table and picked out at least seven thorns out of my finger because I could Holy cow. <laughs> well, they're, they're just small. They're little tiny ones, you know? I mean, yeah, gotcha. Indeed, yeah, so. 
Well, yeah, actually, tell you the truth. Oh, where did I have it? Oh, here, look at this. I was so mad that I actually brought one home. <laughs> See that? Oh, my God. That looks terrible. That is, that is a Montana Tadgets right there. <laughs> that it looks very aggressive. They're not fun. Y'all can't see, obviously, with the podcast, but for our listeners, we're we're on FaceTime right now, so we can see each other's faces. And right. Andy is holds, and he just randomly holds up this cactus, <laughs> freaking <laughs> camera. <laughs> no, me and my brother both took one, uh, took a cactus home because we all he, you know, good memories. You know, kind of just like, oh yeah, you son of a gun, you know. <laughs> That's fun. I should have done that. At least come home with something. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> next year, next year. Ne- next year, we're all bringing back a pronghorn and a cactus. That's and right. Cactus. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's where you go. Put a uh, put a Montana cactus in Texas. There, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. I got a place in my front yard that looked great in. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't know if this cactus is going to make it in Minnesota, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we just got. Uh, we just got six inches of fresh snow. Oh. Last week. That was, a, that was that was a big surprise and not a very fun surprise. So <laughs> we get by, by, this, by this weekend it should be melted off. So we get six inches of snow every three years, maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's mostly ice. Yeah, mostly ice. That's a fact. I can, imagine, I can imagine. That's that's crappy. But anyways, Sam, you gonna go shoot one tonight, dude? I'm I'm so pumped right now. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Getting get up in that tree stand, I'll send y'all a trail cam pick of this doe after i get off of here i know our listeners are probably like why are you so excited about doe guys i'm literally hunting practically in a backyard where i'm gonna be at here so i'm and it's my first deer of the year so yes i'm very excited (laughs) (laughs) just to get in the stand is exciting enough i know break that cure in that cure has yet to put an animal down we need to we need to get her done yeah for sure all right, we'll close her out then since uh, so you can get out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Andy, I appreciate you coming on and, and telling your story, man. We I knew we had to get you on yeah, right, right after I got that picture of that antelope laying on the ground. So uh, congratulations again. Uh, sounds like it was an awesome experience, and I'm excited uh, for all of us to get to go up there and, and do it again. Yes, I'd be too. Me too. <clears throat> all right, Sam, thanks for tagging along. I know you got somewhere to be, so we'll – We'll close it out. Um, yeah, guys. Man, I, I was just going to say, I, I appreciate you uh, taking the reins on this one so I could go hunt. Yeah, for sure. All right. Good uh, luck, Sam. Yeah, good luck, thanks. Sam. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys again. Thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you to all the listeners for listening. Uh, thank you for listening every every week. Uh, we couldn't do what we do without you guys. Uh, listening with a lot of listening we appreciate all the listening um but uh, guys seriously go uh, follow us uh on facebook instagram all the social media platforms go subscribe to our youtube channel um go check out our our website www.fallobsession.com we have all kinds of uh, good content that is our hub so uh anything you need from us you'll be able to find on there um subscribe to this podcast Uh, i know we've been going for a while and uh, we're trying to find more topics. I know we have a few lined up for the next, for the weeks to come, but if you guys want to hear us talk about something, uh, go ahead and there's a page on our website, uh, slash podcast. If you go to the bottom, you can suggest a topic, go suggest a topic over there, guys. Um, 
Did I forget anything, Sam? Man, you, you, you hit it pretty good. I was going to tell everybody. Um, appreciate everybody who entered and was a part of our Elite Cure giveaway. Yes. I guess at the time that this episode's coming out, that will have wrapped up this past weekend. So really appreciate y'all um, being a part of that, and congratulations to our winner. And also want to encourage you guys to keep following us because we are going to try to do some giveaways um, going into the holiday season. It's not going to be at the extent of a bow, but uh, we got a couple of cool things and a, a 2K push on Instagram that we're about to about to kick off. So you guys uh, be sure you follow along because there's gonna, still going to be a lot of opportunity to win some cool stuff from Fall Obsession. So. Awesome. There you have it, folks. Stay tuned. Um, we will see y'all later. Thanks for listening to another Fall Obsession podcast. We'll see you later. Thanks, guys. I'm going to go hunt. All right. Thank you. Have fun, fellas. Get Sam, good luck again. Thanks, man. We'll <laughs> get him there. <laughs>